Are you a codependent? Have you been codependent on a narcissist or someone with toxic behavior? Is codependency something that you struggle with? I want to talk to you today about codependency and codependency as far as how do we work on overcoming it? What are some of the steps? What are some of the, the, the tips in one sense to start overcoming codependency? Because it can be really crazy. It can be really hard. It can be really confusing about what's happening on a day-to-day -day basis. So let's look at that a little bit. The book we've been going through recently, I'm sure you guys have seen, if you've seen any of my other videos, is The Narcissist in Your Life by Julie Hall. It's been a really good book, kind of breaking down a lot of stuff, step by step, piece by piece, and sometimes really small pieces to help understand narcissism as a whole. If you guys don't know who I am, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this platform, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, as a way to provide awareness of what narcissism actually is. And the goal is that other people understand and know what it actually is because it doesn't always look the same in a textbook. We have psychologists, people in clinicals, therapists, doctors that sometimes will do a one-on-one -on -one because they have gotten into a narcissistic relationship. And the thing that's across the board that they all say is we've learned about this, but it doesn't look like this in real life. So trying to give a different perspective, trying to get more of an idea of what's actually going on in the narcissist's mind by coming to you from the narcissist's perspective of the things that I've struggled with, of the shit that I've been through, of the craziness that I've put other people through, that happens typically in a narcissistic relationship. A lot of times narcissists are with people that are codependent because codependent people are typically good supply for a narcissist. They're, they're giving more, they're trying to fix the narcissist, whatever it might be, and as a result, the codependent people start to lose who they actually are. Well, I wanna to talk to you a little bit about overcoming codependency. So I'm gonna read a little bit here to give you like an idea. Despite the deeply rooting trappings of codependency, there is a way out. Whereas narcissism is entrenched condition, extremely difficult to overcome, largely because the narcissist by definition believes he or she does not need to change, codependency is much more amiable to treat. Unlike the narcissist, the codependent usually has empathy, a strong sense of responsibility, a desire for intimacy, and a willingness to help and support others. Building self-awareness and self-esteem are within reach for the codependent and are the keys to a healthier state of being in balanced relationships. As a codependent, your vulnerabilities have a potential to become strengths. The path you took out of yourself to over-focus on others is the same path you can take back to yourself. You can use your awareness of others' needs to become aware of your own needs. You can use empathy for others to feel compassion for yourself and desire to help and heal others to help and heal you. A lot of the aspect of the codependency is taking it from being focused on the other person and focusing it back on you. Not in a selfish, egotistical way, but in a self-care of like, hey, I also need to work on me instead of sacrificing my needs for someone else. Instead of sacrificing my needs for someone else who's just stripping away every single part of me for them. Sucking the life out. Think of it that way. Says your first and biggest challenge as a codependent working to break free of defeating patterns is to give up your primitive denial defense. Stay with me here. We have explored denial previously and here we need some reminders. When, when parents are neglected and or abusive, young children must deny it to survive. They have no choice. 
But as they get older, eventually they must wake up from denial and as to grow and to heal. Children who don't break their denial get stuck, continue to get hurt, and end up hurting others. It's that simple and that complicated. Denial is a huge part when I work with people to try to break free of the trauma bond, and I try to work on one-on-ones to help like rewire their mindset. Denial is a huge aspect. Because most people want to look on the past, on the relationship, and they want to deny the bad things that happen. It doesn't mean that we have to say, like, it was the worst thing in the world. It doesn't mean we have to say, you're the worst person in the world. What it means is we have to take a look at it and say, this is just what happened. And this is the facts. This is the truth of the situation. But if people are denying that, I just want to get healed. Like, it doesn't really matter. It does. If you can't walk through the pain, you can't grow from it. When you just push it down, it still keeps coming back. One of the most difficult forms of denial to break is the belief that you can get the narcissist to love you. As we discussed throughout the book, narcissists do not re- um, reciprocate love, respect, compassion, concern, or caretaking. Narcissists want those things from you but cannot return them. A narcissist does not feel what you feel, and you can't change that. I think a lot of people need to hear that on a day-to-day basis is you cannot change the narcissist. Some people look at me and they're like, but you're self-aware, like you're changing, you're growing. Yes, and you know what? Nobody made me do that. Nobody could make me do that. Anyone that would have tried to make me do that, I would have pushed back even harder. That ego, that entitlement, that sense of who I am wouldn't have even let that happen. I had to change for me. I had to change understanding, hey, I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of the cycle that keeps going over and over and over again. And I'm tired of being the person that's destroying other people's lives. That's destroying my life. And so for me, I had to make that change, that decision. But it wasn't because of my wife. It wasn't because of someone else. It was because I had to make that decision for myself. If you try to force a narcissist to change, they might conform, but they're not going to change. That change has to come from them. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. But, But overcoming your denial is not enough. As a codependent, you must replace dysfunctional beliefs and patterns of behavior with more functional ones. This takes self-reflection, education, support, and lots and lots of practice. As you become honest with yourself, you reorient yourself with healthy alternatives to the ones you learned growing up. You move from codependent to interdependence in your relationship. Okay, And here's where it really meets the road that I want you guys to be able to hear. So overcoming, um, overcoming codependency, here's 12 things. To start, just start the mindset. Just start the idea of what you need to work on, okay? If any of these stick out, list it down below in the comments of like, hey, I'm going to work on this this week because we have to have a plan. We have to have something on a day-to-day basis that's going to say, hey, this is my focus for this day, for this week, for this month, for this quarter, for this year to grow and to develop. And so as I read through these, whichever one sticks out, 
And whichever one you're like, hey, I'm gonna commit to this, write down in the comments down below, I'm gonna commit to doing this one, to working on this one this week, okay? Got 12 of them here. Number one, respect yourself. So often codependents give that respect to someone else and they lose that self-respect of who they are, what they're worth. Respect yourself. Number two, listen to your needs. You've been taught in narcissistic relationship that your needs don't matter, that your needs are irrelevant, that your feelings are unimportant, and as a result, you push those down and you no longer focus on your needs. That's why a lot of codependents are struggling health-wise, mental-wise, emotionally-wise, like everything because of the fact that your needs have been devalued for so long. It's time to come back and say, hey, I need to listen to my needs. Number three, value your feelings. Narcissus didn't value your feelings. He said that you were oversensitive, that you were crazy at times, that you were manipulative, that you just cried to manipulate, like anything like that. Value your feelings. They matter. Your feelings aren't a bad thing. Your emotions aren't a bad thing. It's okay to have those. Those are yours. Own them and continue to grow and change yourself. Number four, ask, ask what you want. Majority of the time, you haven't had a chance to even figure out what you want in a relationship. But instead, you're inundated and bombarded with what the narcissist wanted, what the toxic person wanted. And if you didn't comply, you were in trouble and you had hell to pay. So ask for what you want. Number five, reject what you don't want. This is one of the hardest things for codependent people to, to do is to be like, no thanks. Like, I don't want that. I don't, I don't need that in my life. That's not something that I need to have. Reject what you don't want, especially when it comes to toxicity and toxic behavior. Number six, separate your happiness from happiness of others. This is a hard one, isn't it? Being able to differentiate and say, hey, your happiness or lack of happiness does not define mine. <coughs> Excuse me. When you look at that, you have to be able to acknowledge and say, hey, I have to work on my self-respect, on my feelings, on listening to me so that I can gain that happiness and that joy that comes regardless if someone else is having a bad attitude or a piss poor attitude in the corner. Okay. Number seven, recognize imbalance in relationships. How are the relationships going? Once you're getting out of that toxic relationship or when you're with someone else, like, what is that balance? Is there a balance? Is it kind of all skewed? Number eight, establish healthy boundaries. Once again, establish healthy boundaries. A lot of people are like, I have no clue how to do boundaries. I have no clue what boundaries are. If you're curious about learning more about boundaries, download the NARC app, N-A-R-C, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. There's a course in there about boundaries put on by Bree, who runs Abuse is Abuse. Fantastic. She's great. And she made an um, awesome course for us. But boundaries. Boundaries are key. And boundaries are not for the other person. Boundaries are for you. How much shit are you going to put up with? Number nine. Recognize your power and your limits. Acknowledge who you are. I mean, you're a lot more incredible than what you give yourself credit for. But you also have to know, hey, what's my limits? My limits are I, I can't extend myself so much that it's self-harming. Number 10, let go of the need to control others. You can't control the outcome. You can't control what they do. You can't control as far as having them change. Sometimes people come out of a toxic relationship and they're like beating themselves up because they're like, I wasn't able to change them. It's not your job. It's not your job. 
Number 11, let go of guilt and shame. Especially in reference when coming out of a toxic narcissistic relationship is you have a lot of guilt and shame, especially a lot of ideas of like, how dumb could I be to be in that relationship? You're not dumb. You didn't have the education tools and resources to know what you were in. And as a result, what you were in felt normal, at least for a period of time. Number 12, reparent yourself. Help relearn the things that you need to rebuild in yourself, the emotional maturity, the ideas of like, hey, I can continue to grow and develop myself, but it has to be at a new level. Hopefully some of those, which of those 12 are you going to work on this week? This week, pick one of the 12. If you didn't pick one, go back and listen to it again. Which one of the 12 are you going to use this week and say, hey, I'm going to work on this? doesn't matter if you're codependent or not. Everybody can work on one of these. But see which one you can work on this week for your healing, for your growth, and for change. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. I love interacting with different people. If you're interested, reach out to me sometime through my website, Raw Motivations. Would love to interact with you. Either send us a message there, uh, schedule a one-on-one so I can talk to you and try to work with you through whatever whatever you're going through on life. You know, Whether that's a relationship, uh, narcissism, uh, whether that's just life trying to get from one step to the other and trying to figure out how do I break out of this mind fog of what's going on. Would love to talk to you more. We'd love to see you guys reach out and comment and like on different things. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'd love to see interactions there. And as you're listening to this, like go ahead and rate us. Give us a couple of ratings just to help promote this message to other people so other people can have positivity in their lives as we're trying to grow, change, and help other people find that awareness as well.